0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Just want to thank you for listening, because it's so fun to watch our analytics go up on Shout Engine every time I log in and and we post something new. It's really fun to see more and more listeners piling on and just enjoying the show. And Todd, you know what I'm realizing the most here is that you and I started out doing this podcast as uh, really more of a service and really trying to dig deep and help people find cars they want to drive. Mm -hmm. But I'm realizing more and more, as, as people write in, they are this is entertainment, too. It's, it's not of just course. a service yeah. or helping people you know, find cars. It's some entertainment factor in there, too, because well, everybody's having yeah. fun along with
1: us. You know that? We've always wanted we've always wanted the show to have that bent of genuinely helping people find cars. That's why we've always talked about it. We've always wanted that. But I mean the other thing that that, that we debated when we originally started was let's do the podcast to allow us, to allow you and I to be a little more casual because the videos by their nature have a structure. You know, they just right, they, right. they don't they don't really have kind of a hey, let's just riff for a while. That was the great thing about this podcast. What honestly has surprised me is how much you guys, the listeners, have embraced it. And that's just encouraging. You've shared it; it's continually growing. I have to do a quick shout out to Shout Engine, Chris Hayes over there, <laughs> yeah, for not only hosting the podcast, but the fact that we even have good analytics is thanks to the folks over at Shout Engine. If you are considering doing a podcast, I'm going to go ahead and, and do that <laughs> little bit. Please go over and and nice. connect with Chris Hayes, connect with Shout Engine, and do that because honestly, we. Chris asked us a couple times after we visited the Smoking Tire podcast, he said, you guys should do a podcast with me. And I was like, eh. And then we finally <laughs> right, did it. And, right. and I and I feel I feel stupid we didn't do it earlier. And Chris has made, he has a whole setup there that is even easier than you think. So thanks to him.
0: Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And uh, it's it's been pretty fun. I, I was selecting some car debates from everybody piling on and, and the emails in our inbox here. Mm-hmm. And the first one that we've got here is Kevin out in Moorpark, California. And what's so cool about this is, he's such a car enthusiast. And this is not just going to be helping him find a good car. I've got some ideas, but it's also about the entertainment factor about cars. He's 59 years old and he's, he and his friend are getting into open wheel racing. And so therefore, Kevin, it is never too late to start for anybody, any enthusiast listening anywhere. And I will have, you know, that Paul Newman is one of my heroes. He won Le Mans in his class at age 70, the same day he turned 70, and the same day yep. that his movie Nobody's Fool was released in 1985, guy's my hero. So he was yeah,
1: throw it down, yeah, big time. Yeah, big time. you're so right. There, you're absolutely right.
0: It is never too late to be an enthusiast, geek, freak like we are. So I, well, I, I mean, think here's it's the awesome, thing:
1: driving, honestly, driving is one of those rare things that you can do at a very high level as you age. Right. I mean, you can right. take almost any other sport on the planet that, as you age, you get worse and worse and worse. Okay, <laughs> the guys, the guys that were professional golfers at the age thirty are playing in the senior class at age sixty, and, and I don't know anything about golf, but I'm, uh, I'm riffing yeah. here. <laughs> By and <laughs> I was large, say, they aren't able play? <laughs> to play. By and large, they aren't able to play at the same level. But the basketball players and the football players, these football, guys, are, they, yeah. can, they can still be in leagues, but they can't play at the same level. There's, there's plenty of guys that as you get older, you are still driving. Tiff Nadell, for God's sake. Oh, Tiff's a who hot shoe. You wouldn't hire him to drive. Yeah. You know, Randy Probst. I mean, the, the, these guys are fantastic hot shoes. And, you know, in any other sport, they'd be the washed up commentator. And in, in driving, they are still throwing it down. So I <laughs> yeah. think that's awesome. Yeah. Tiff can,
0: I mean, he can outdrive the young guns. You know that? I mean, he can just oh, yeah, yeah. spank just about everybody, which I love. So. Anyway, that's pretty awesome. We'll find some cars for uh, for Kevin. And then we've got Adam, and Adam doesn't say where he mm-hmm. lives, but he is uh, he's somewhere. I know that. He's somewhere. So he he's is somewhere. Yes. He's that's, writing that's he in. Wrote us. The the big point of Adam's car debate here that he's writing in about is yes, it's about getting a different car here or getting a mm-hmm. car. But the point of his podcast and the reason I selected it for this one is because he's asking us just as you and I take our own medicine, he's asking us, okay, at what point do you decide to trade up? When do you take your own medicine and say, you know what, it's time for yeah. me to experience a different car and own something different? I love my car, I've had it a while, but I'm getting rid of it for no other reason than to get more experience in a yeah. different kind of car and enjoy something new. Life is short why, and why it. take the plunge? Yes, he's, he's
1: kind of asking why take the plunge? What's the deciding yes. factor? Which is interesting. Which is interesting a, a point. different I don't know that twist we have here. any – yeah, we don't know that we'll have any conclusions, but you know us—we'll be able to talk. So, uh, yeah, we <laughs> absolutely, will get to
0: that. and but, we can spend your money. I mean, that's really what we're here yeah, to do—is spend other. Oh, people's that's very money. easy.
1: Yes. Speaking of things, uh, speaking of actually spending people's money and and things that we talk about, I did want to take a side note real quick and say thank you, many of you, in fact. More than 12 have responded that you would actually be interested in T-shirts should we do that. And to be honest, the the initial commentary was a bit slow, and then it started to kind of snowball a little bit, and we've gotten a good number of comments. So thank you to all of you that have said, hey, if you guys do shirts or stickers or something, we would be interested. So um, here's, I'll, I'll be really candid. Here's been my response. Awesome. Won't be till next year. <laughs> I can literally, my brain cannot handle pondering and, anything and else new for the show t- until the film is done. I am, I am the editorial monk. I am literally like opening oh, the door it. and having a conversation because we do want a podcast every week. But otherwise, if you need me, guess what? You can't reach me. All I'm doing is edit.
0: <laughs> I'm wiping tears from my eyes because it's funny. No, uh, yes, I, I love that, and uh, we're working hard on the film. Todd is. He's sending me clips of, of just various parts of the film. And honestly, guys, I am reliving this. It's like we're there again. We cannot wait to share this film with you. So this is gonna be great. It's gonna be and, fun. Uh, it's gonna be
1: fun. But but I yeah. am so I am so singularly focused yeah. right now that the idea of, hey Todd, would you look at a t-shirt? No, I won't. No, I will not do that right now. <laughs>
0: no, this is great so, though. Uh, I, I yeah. love the, the, the response. And you know why? It's because people yes. might be catching will. up we on will. podcasts. And they're finally right, getting right. around to hearing that one and thinking, OK, so, you know, pile on.
1: So, know. so maybe we'll do something like once a quarter next year. Maybe mm-hmm. one will be shirts. We'll, we'll get that conversation going early in 2016. Uh, we're already kind of talking about it now. But by and large, I am kind of trying to ignore other things for the show. I hate to say I really hate it's, to say that, but it's just it's just a survival mechanism. for right. We have a deadline. We have a premiere. We need a movie. And off I go to cut. So, uh, but thank you for your interest in yeah. shirts. I got to be honest; I'm excited about the prospect of shirts. I'd like to have some more everyday yeah, swag, too. and I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of involved in the show. So, uh, yeah. So we'll do <laughs> that. Are. But we should we should also talk about uh, our little bit of news stuff for this weekend or, or this week. Um, by the way, have you noticed Volkswagen continues to bleed.
0: We have to keep talking about this. I mean, because it's, as you've it's noted, it's kind of sad that they're still. Well, news. yeah, but you you keep noting that you were just telling me on uh, before we launched the podcast here about they're finding even more stuff on gasoline powered cars. I'm just wondering if yeah. this yeah, this yeah, yeah, is yeah. the tip of the iceberg. I I hate to say that, but whoa! I mean, we're looking at at this article well, here, and I pulled this up. Nothing like cash to throw at you know, your customers to brush away the problem or. Brush it under the rug mm-hmm. and say, "Please, please be our friend. Here, I'll even pay you cash. Here's a gift card. In the U.S., you get yeah. five hundred bucks, yeah. and then the VW only card, another five hundred bucks. So you could get up a, up to a thousand dollars. Just here you go. Buy our cars. Here you go, cash. Mm-hmm. Please,
1: love us." Well, I mean. I come back to the thing we talked about when this first launched, and I'll be honest with you. There's a part of me that goes, we're talking about Volkswagen again, but then at the same time stuff keeps happening. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the thing about it, the thing about it is, I brought this up when we first started, I honestly believe that all of this, and it's already been discussed a little bit on blogs and otherwise, but it all to me springs from not a desire to be subversive or to pull something. It's a desire to try to meet goals that were just about we want to be the largest car company in the world and these are the standards we're gonna we're gonna throw yeah. down. And at some point people reach a breaking point and are just like, well now we're just gonna lie because we have to do this. There's shareholders, <laughs> there's a shareholder meet I mean really right. well, this, I, I, mean, yeah. I, I I truly believe that when your focus and I think you can reply this to lots of markets, but I obviously is not riff about cars, but when your focus is let's sell the most cars. Then you have to dive to let's sell the best cars. You you, you got to pick one Which or the other. Which is funny to some degree.
0: because I'm reading articles about how VW is backpedaling. Their new, new their new leaders are saying, "All right, well, we really want to focus on some quality here," and the rest of us are saying, "Why why didn't you do that? You know, why wasn't part of that plan? Why wasn't that part of the business plan all along?" Yeah. But you're right. When you're just wanting to be volume leader, guess what? Things get sacrificed, and that means quality, and that means. All the stuff that we have talked about in terms of, here's how Volkswagen engineers things differently and passes the costs along to the customer, all that stuff mm-hmm. is going to have to start either you know, dying when they're trying to be a volume leader, but now it's got to start yeah. coming back if they're trying to be quality. But now, what does that do yeah. to prices of their cars? Because here we are, oh, Volkswagen's yeah, throwing yeah. cash at everybody. But now they're wanting to go back to quality. So therefore, what is that going to do to the MSRP of future new models? And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay, it's the re-engineered whatever. We're past the scandal. Say a couple years down the road. We're past the scandal. Everybody kind of remembers it. But you're kind of sniffing around Volkswagens again. But holy moly, look at the price of these cars. They're well-engineered, but But, why would I buy them? Speaking of
1: prices. Speaking of prices, though, I have to say, if you want to buy a Volkswagen, now is the time. Still is I the mean, time. Th- three <laughs> three of you individually, three of you completely un- unbeknownst to each other, three of you that listen to the podcast have written to us in the past couple of weeks and happened to say, so I was at my local Volkswagen dealer, and I found a loaded Volkswagen Mark 7 Performance Pack GTI. The list price is like $37,000. The d- dealer has said they'll give it to me for thirty.
0: Oh, my gosh. So
1: my point is, if you would like a GTI, guess what? Now is the time to go <laughs> GTI shopping because Volkswagen is so excited you came in the door. They are dealing. I mean, I'm, I'm, seriously, three separate people from different parts of the U.S. have all written in and said, I have found a $30,000 loaded GTI. And in every case, our response has been, I hope you bought it. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, you know, what a steal. Anyway.
0: I just wonder what the atmosphere inside of Volkswagen dealers is like. Does every employee have their tail between their legs and, you know, rolling out the red carpet for anybody who walks into their dealership? Hey, look, cash over here. We've got cash. Get your cash. Yeah, it's, Hey, it's, check out our deals.
1: I, you know, I mean, they've I, got I feel, to be. I feel bad for the guys running dealers. I really yeah. do because, yeah. you know, they ultimately they – are, they aren't at fault. They're selling the product they've right. been given right. and selling it based on what they've been told it does and doesn't do. You know, they – they are so far down the chain that they are not at fault at all, but yet they're the ones selling a product, and they're the ones whose jobs are directly related to selling that product. So it's very, I don't know, I, wow, I, the ongoing debacle of it. We should move on probably to a car debate. How about that?
0: Let's do it. And there might be more VW News in the future podcasts. I kind of am let's expecting it. Let's,
1: let's hope not. Let's hope not. Well, oh, I I, I will say, Yikes. though, I do think it's funny. Sometime in the last week, what was it, the 3-liter the V6 that is used in uh, Audi and Porsche SUVs? Yes. They said, we think this might be involved. in Porsche went, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. I'm just looking forward to seeing how that shakes out. Because I think it's right. funny. As other, other kind of connected to Volkswagen companies are getting trying to get pulled under, Backing they're away. desperate to separate themselves. Exactly. They're so desperate to separate themselves. No, um, we were never it's, related. It's no, sad.
0: we never used. We never it's shared sad. shared parts. Volkswagen? Kidding?
1: We don't know them. Who? don't know them at all. All. anyway <laughs> all uh, right I, I am gonna leave that with go buy a GTI but anyway
0: <laughs> I love it all right Kevin here uh, as we were talking about at the top of the podcast here Kevin's a regular listener and he wrote uh, nearly a book kind of like you write, Todd he wrote a lot he wrote of a stuff volume. here yes. and mm-hmm. he is uh, 59 well he's 60 now and he inherited his wife's car when she passed away and I we both obviously express our condolences for your loss sorry about that um, yeah, so he inherited his his wife's two thousand Volkswagen Turbo Beetle. And mm-hmm. you know, I've mentioned before, you could do the flowers in the vase, or if you're a guy, you could do a cigar in that bud vase, you yeah. know, just to kind of make it your mm-hmm. own. Anyway, um so he's looking for a bunch of different stuff. And what I love is he's well, going in he's he's sniffing around this Targa, California. And by the way, Kevin, I did look it up, which is pretty cool. And also yeah, open-wheel yeah. racing. And he and his friend Mike went to Skip Barber's three-day formula racing school out in New Orleans. Good for you. Good and for they're, you. And they're starting to explore. He's had mm-hmm. a lot of cars, mm-hmm. but he's he's starting to spread tentacles and get out there and do well, but a, a whole bunch of
1: different driving. Here's, here's the thing about Kevin, though, that I, I really want to bring up that is – it's almost mentioned like a side note in here, and I keep going. No, 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 no. That is that is the fulcrum by which this whole thing spins on, and that is Kevin drives. This is a yes. guy that puts yes. twenty twenty five to thirty thousand miles on a car in a year regularly. Wow! Both Look commuting and fun here. driving. So it's a th- it's a throwdown. I mean, uh, Kevin between he and his son, they bought a <laughs> they bought a Mustang. <laughs> yeah, this is Ninety four awesome. Mustang GT. That they just sold with nearly a half million miles on it. They put miles on a car, folks. <laughs> they so know how to put miles is, on a car. Maybe. Seriously. So it's not just like, "Hey, I'm going to buy a car, and in a year it'll be fine." Because I put no, no, no. I'm going to I'm going to really beat on this car. So he he's actually asking for, okay, I have this Beetle. It's been fine, but right, it's fine. Right. That's the problem with it. So he wants to, to. He's actually pondering maybe two cars. He wants a worthwhile commuter that again is going to get mileage. And then he'd like something that he can focus toward autocross and fun driving and track driving. So he's thinking maybe two cars. So for the commuter, he's talking, I don't know, like $30,000. Maybe he finances some of it. And for the fun car, maybe twenty. So we're talking fifty grand, 2 cars. This is where he leaves us.
0: He's got some good suggestions in here, and I, I like this. I, I'm scrolling through the email, and I want to read this to everybody. Kevin's saying that his biggest challenge is he has a hard time spending money on cars. OK. He wants a car that fills a number of different niches. So he's, mm-hmm, he, says mm-hmm. it, he finds it hard to make a decision, and he says, by the way, I hate buying cars. He'd rather have a root canal. Um, I get it, but then once you have the car and you're past the buying process, then you're happy again. So obviously yeah. we have to get yeah, past yeah, yeah. that. So here he is, mm-hmm. the dilemma is looking for two cars, well, actually, three. He said he's he's like, he's like wanting something maybe for three. commuting. Maybe, three. maybe something yeah. a little bit newer, a little bit quieter, automatic, maybe a, a double clutch or some sort of automatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fun car, though, here has got to be rear-wheel drive, something he can autocross, which is yet, I think, a fourth mm-hmm. version of racing that he's exploring. And then he's talking about that the... the um, Pre nineteen seventy six cars that are allowed in the Targa California and Targa Baja events, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. And I like that he said here this nine eleven up to nineteen eighty nine, which is pretty much because of the architecture of nine eleven was unchanged sure. up to nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that also fits. So he's got a number of different slots here. As you said, for about fifty grand. We're here to spend your money, Kevin. We're really thrilled yeah, that seriously. we can.
1: We could help you spend your budget. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and
0: he's got some suggestions here from Mike. So uh, his best friend Mike is suggesting the Mark Seven GTI and <laughs> thirty grand. You just heard us say it before, Kevin. <laughs> Top of the podcast here. You could get one. The for deals are out g- there. Brand right. new. The deals are out there. Hello, that's uh-huh, crazy. Um, so he's arguing. So his best friend Mike is arguing for something daily, and then maybe a Porsche, like a Cayman that I had, an earlier mm-hmm. Boxster, something yeah, that will yeah, fit yeah. the fun car. He doesn't put as many miles, but when we're talking about miles with Kevin and his family it's sort of a relative term, so miles yeah, to the rest of us isn't be, yeah, that much, it's to mileage. him it's, it's he's going to be thrown down which is pretty funny mm-hmm. here, but I, I do have some ideas, and just wondering about, uh, wondering about yours as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm well, wondering here, about
1: here's the thing, for, for I feel like categories. this is I feel like this is mainly two categories, but one of the categories has an asterisk, and here's my point he wants that good commuter nice car. It's going to have to have new tech. It's going to have to be automatic. It's, it's going to be his commute car. But this is a guy that comes from, he has a history here of putting a lot of miles on an old a BMW 3 Series. He had a Ford Mustang. So he kind of likes rear-wheel drive cars anyway. I mean, he's had Honda Civics and stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I definitely get the sense that mm-hmm. even that commuter is going to have to have some kind of driver tendencies about it. So we have that car in one category. The other category is sheer fun car, autocross, track, etc. The asterisk on that one is hey, I like old stuff, could it be something old? I don't think that's a requirement. I think that's a bonus if we can pull it mm-hmm. off. At least that's how I read it. Hmm. So okay. I came away with a couple here. I came away with a couple. And, and here's the big thing. For your commuter, I wanna start there, Kevin, and say, look, you've had a Mustang, and you had three series. So I'm gonna actually jump off of those two ideas and throw out two for you. If we're talking 30 grand, I think you should look at the 135i with the sport pack cuz you're saying you don't really want to buy new cuz you're going to go high mileage. So huh, how about a 135 okay. with the sport pack? You could do a 125, but I think try to go 135 yeah, sport pack. You could find one of those for under 30 grand. I think you could enjoy that car. I'm also wondering about the 235, the new the new 235 oh. as a just came off a lease, you know. Now you probably wouldn't get the M235. But the two thirty five or even the two twenty eight, but the, the the current new version just coming off a lease you could probably pull off somewhere for thirty grand. So I think those beamers have got to be looked at. Uh mm. I think that I think it's worthwhile to at least, you know, think about it. But then also based on your history, I'm gonna throw out two others. And one is have you thought about the EcoBoost Mustang?
0: Ah, that's one of mine. I mean, that's totally is one it? of mine. Okay. Yep.
1: Well, I think I, like I think that. it's an obvious question because he's had that he had that ninety four Mustang GT, but yep. now he's looking for you yep. know kind of a nice car. I, I think, you know, this is not a leap, Kevin. I think it's something that's right in the background of your world, talking in those commuters. And then I had one other that I feel like go drive it, and that is the ATS. For thirty grand you can get a used one of those. Oh, go drive a the point. ATS. Huh. You know, I mean it's gonna Just be rear the comfortable... wheel drive, it's gonna have car well all of these i'm talking about right now are the commuter i'm not even venturing into the track car yet all of these are commuter. well if you're going to look at the beamer look at look at the caddy for 30 grand you can get one now it's probably going to be the two liter turbo it's not going to be the v6 but okay it's it's still almost 300 horsepower and almost the same torque so go look at the ats at least drive it it might not be for you but it's worth driving and i'm not saying that honestly i'm going to caveat here i'm not saying that kevin because you're 60 i'm saying that because it's good. Right, right. You know the tradition. Oh, the traditional yeah. Cadillac would have been. Oh, well, a guy that's sixty should buy a Cadillac. That's not what oh, I'm saying. Oh, yeah. A guy that's th- a guy that's thirty I- I wasn't should buy picking a- up an on ATS. That.
0: Honestly, I-, I wasn't picking up that being the reason. Well, I'm just
1: going to say it. We- I'm we've just going to say it though, so in, case in case it's in case it's crossed Kevin's mind sure, because you know my dad sure. is in his late sixties and he loves Cadillacs, but he doesn't like the ATS. Or yeah, let me put it another way, he <laughs> wouldn't like the ATS because <laughs> I know what he likes in Cadillacs. Right. So, yeah. Right. But I think I think that would be a worthwhile commuter that has a has a driver's car soul for Kevin. So I, those are my thoughts for the good ones. What what are your thoughts there?
0: I am all about the EcoBoost Mustang. And Kevin writes in saying the cars that he has driven in the last year. Just kind of thinking about, 86 911 certified pre-owned 335 iCoupe. He has driven that GTI with the performance pack, and then Audis a slew of Audis here, a3, a6, Q5 SUV. So looks like nothing is really sticking out there and that's why i come back mm-hmm. to that mustang yes the the one we drove in the film that we did this this last summer this year yeah. was yeah, yeah. was loaded and that was because it was a bit of an anomaly from ford they just had kind of loaded it up but you could get one for everything on it right about 30 or just under mm-hmm. and you could get it brand new like you want it's the ecoboost yeah. mustang and it's still fun i liked it because it was a pretty nice balance i could see all right you can it hammer well. this yeah you can hammer this on a canyon road. You could actually cruise in this, too. And it was a bigger car, more comfortable. It's got that independent rear suspension now. So it, to, mm-hmm,
1: the mm-hmm. dynamics
0: are completely different. It's not back-breaking anymore. I liked that a lot about that car. I mean, that's I'm landing on that car because it's in your okay. history.
1: I see that. It's no, I, I, I agree. It's got it a link. I,
0: yeah, there's, just, there's something there. I, Kevin, at least drive it and get
1: back to us. Please. There's, a, there's definitely a link to Kevin's history there. I do agree with that. On the um, on the 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 cars for autocross I tried really hard to go okay let's find you a track car but then let's do the old car thing let's see if we can do both I came up with two actually
0: did you I'm wondering if uh, one of us one of a one of them are also uh similar because I'm thinking of one when... possibly
1: possibly I, I will say this to you Kevin real quickly about that 86 911 look We've driven every generation of the 911. They're awesome. Those old air cool 911s. I will acknowledge. I'm not even a Porsche guy, and I'm really not a 911 guy. And I still think they're cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I will say though, they are staggeringly overpriced right now, and I yes. cannot, yes. I, I cannot in good conscience recommend anybody go out and buy an old 911 right now because I just don't think they're worth the prices that they're getting. I think it's ridiculous for what they're getting. I'm, I'm just going right out there and say that. So I don't think the 911 is an answer for you. Right now, however, in the Porsche catalog, <laughs> I think you have to look at the 944. I knew it! I knew it! That's awesome. Was that, was that yours as That's well? That's
0: exactly it. Because of I see autocross, and because that car is still so popular among autocrossers, you can pick up a fully kitted out, raced out version, or you can still find the really nice ones.
1: They're available, and it's going to have it's going to have that nice analog older car feel. However, I have one more that is random, that I've never recommended before, but I read through this list and thought, I think that might work for Kevin. Okay. What about a 914?
0: Interesting.
1: We're now into the 70s. We're now into the 70s. It's gonna work for his, I wanna run old car, you know, California, uh, the Target California, Target Baja, the old car world. You can get a 914. There are guys that have tuned those 914s into giant killers. Oh, yeah. Okay? They, they drop Chevy the, the nine
0: fifties into them.
1: You know you, that? But here's the thing. Even without that, yeah, yeah, we've seen that one guy it's here hilarious. in Park City that's got one that's just like, bring all challengers <laughs> yeah. and he takes them out. I mean, it's just yeah, it's, exactly. it, it's a giant killer 914. But even if you get don't get one of those, you can just do a little bit to it. Those parts are out there. They are tunable. It's a worthwhile chassis. I mean, it was originally kind of like the look down upon Porsche. But it has good balance, and it's in your older car setup. I th- I, I kind of think 914 checks the boxes, and mm. and they're cheap. That's the other thing compared to the 911s of the world. Mount well, sometimes compared to the 944s, cheap, really cheap. Yeah, so yeah. buy it. Put some good. Have, have somebody that knows Porsches, knows, knows 914s. Put some great parts on it, or advise you what parts to put on. Go hammer that at the autocross. Surprise the heck out of people. I say 914.
0: That's pretty fun and yeah, I'm going to pull out one of my uh, one of my used car sites on you again which I've mentioned before Uh-oh. and I promise you I, this guy doesn't even know I, he does not know I'm I'm saying this he does not pay us but I'm looking at aicauto.com. This guy is located Where in Pennsylvania. Where do you
1: find these sites? It's I just, unbelievable. I am
0: I am a savant for these finding good sites and they they've got such good inventory. Kevin there's 3 944s On his site, all three of them are gorgeous and clean. And I've said this before. I've had friends start to tell me they think 944s are starting to go up in price. Now, that's not the reason to buy a fun car. It's a little bit of a side benefit if they do. It's okay. But Mm -hmm. that's not the reason we're saying Mm -hmm. go buy a 944. It's not an investment purpose. It's to go drive these things. They're they're out there. They're inexpensive. They are one of the best autocross cars. We've talked about this endlessly. You'll find them in, in NASA and SCCA racing Endlessly, mm-hmm. you can buy them used. You can find track events. People are always selling them. Two that I'm looking at here are under 20 grand, so that fits your uh, about twenty thousand dollar wow. wow price cap for the fun car. It fits the bill of you know Porsche fun mm-hmm. car autocross, a little bit older, and they're so much fun. They they really are. So I, I'm I'm on that and. You know, here's the thing. Interesting. Both cars you that I'm, <laughs> Both cars that I'm recommending, I realize, are the classic longer hood, front engine, rear wheel drive kind of car for Kevin.
1: So And you, I went mid-engine. Who's shocked? Nobody. Y- you no. went
0: mid-engine. I mean, I would throw out the Cayman in there. I, I can't ignore that. The 0607 is the car that I had. Awesome, well, people do that, too. That could be a choice, too.
1: It would be great, but I think if he has that love for older sheet metal and older car feel, that's the reason I didn't go for the obvious new, newer Boxster or, or, or Cayman. And I say newer, sure. I mean made in the 2000s. Sure. There's nothing wrong with those cars. Your friend Mike's making a good recommendation. I don't slight that at all. I'm just trying to get back to, can I go 70s or 80s? Can I get that far back and find something that matches? And that's why I wound up where I did.
0: yeah. Plus, there's so many parts. Yeah, the 914 is cool, too. I mean, oh, my gosh. I found on another site, I found another 914 that had a Chevy 350 in it. And
1: you're you're, you're going to oh need to stop. you yeah. <laughs> Going,
0: I've never considered 914s before. Now I'm considering. What's wrong with me? These are yeah, cool. It's
1: frightening. It's frightening. Oh yeah, gosh. they are cool. I mean, that that like I said, that one we've seen <laughs> at the Park City Car Club that is just – A monster. I would love to put that on camera. Oh, yeah! What a fascinating that yellow one you're talking about, right? Exactly. And it's that nine fourteen. Like, oh, it's a nine fourteen, and then it decimates the (laughs) stuff around it. It's like, wait a minute, what was that that just went by? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
0: Wait, what? What just happened? I thought I was the fastest. Exactly.
1: Anyway. Yeah, totally. Not. Well, we should move on. We've got uh, Kevin let us know where, where you wind up on this. And you know what? Thank you, man, for listening. We're thrilled that you that yeah, you are this is great. And uh we'd love to hear what what you end up with. And please keep racing and telling us about that and at some point we'll probably be on a track and you'll pass us. So, uh yeah. <laughs> In let's whatever move car on that you to, buy. Uh, Exactly. exactly. Let's move on to Adam. We're not sure where Adam's riding, but Adam's writing kind of a, an oddball thing here. He's got, uh, Paul brought it up earlier, he's got an 08 uh, Volkswagen, we keep coming back to Volkswagen, GLI that he likes, uh, so it's, it's his Jetta that he likes, and he hasn't had any problem with it. He's had 50,000 miles on it. There's nothing wrong with it, but he's just going, okay, I have this car. I have an 09 hardtop Miata as my fun car. Yep. Should I sell either of the above and maybe get something else? And if so, Why? What, what gets us to that breaking point of I should buy something else? That's actually his question. Not yeah. what should I buy, but why should I consider moving?
0: That's why I liked his question so much. And scanning this, I'm, I'm seeing that big picture question that he's asking. And it's, it's circumstantial. Like I said, there's not you know, one big reason in particular because it's different for everybody. So it's circumstantial. And I'll give you my example. And that was when I moved mm-hmm. to snowy country. I had a, yeah. came, an 07 Cayman S on Michelin Pilot Supersports. Not ideal for icy and snowy, and when I moved, it was 23 below zero. So I thought, all right, (laughs) I need a Jeep. I I was kind of going back to my Jeep Grand Cherokee roots, and that's why I bought a Jeep Grand Cherokee, thinking, all right, I need an SUV. The next fun car will be forthcoming, whatever that is, whenever it is. Yeah. And so that's why I sold that car, put the money into a Jeep, got it for what I needed. So that was my experience. It's just because I had a need more than anything. But he does have a need because he's using the 08 GLI for – you know, his winter use, he's snowboard, bikes, extra people, airport runs, gear. Mm-hmm, his fiance mm-hmm. uses it from time to time since she doesn't have a car. And he's saying, All right, it's got about fifty thousand miles, and this engine, this FSI engine, he said it's known for the carbon build up. It's kind of making him nervous. If it is making you that nervous, I say why not? If you're financially able, yeah. it can stay within a budget and you can you can do something. That could be the catalyst there. And like I said, the catalyst is different for everybody. It could be a move. It could be, "Eh, I'm worried this car is going to start nickel and diming me. It could be, you know what? I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of – I want something new. It could be a number of different reasons. But if you're feeling that itch, if you're feeling it – we encourage it. We stand back and encourage I mean, it, <laughs> and take. I'm, I'm saying that with knowing we are, full we are well. Here,
1: we are here to be I, your bad influence.
0: I have I, to w- take I, that I, spoonful I, of my own medicine yes. soon. I know that. I have I been I'm a aware. fantastic
1: bad influence to many, and I am no. I am no financial <laughs> a- analyst. My budget proves that out. However, but I, I, I will say a couple of things though to, to speak to this. I mean, yeah. Uh, you also brought up in your in your question, Adam. You you, you brought up Paul's Cayman and said, "So, Paul, why did you sell that?" You brought up my Acadia. Why did I sell that? You know, you're bringing up different financial and, and and questions, and I'm happy to speak to that. I mean, in the case of the Acadia, we had that car paid off, OK? So yeah. it still had value. It still had value, but we weren't paying for it anymore. And then my my wife asked the telltale question, and I, and I have to love her for it, but it made me laugh. I was like, well, you cornered me on that one. She said, you know that show you do where uh, you're trying to get people into cars they love? And I and I, <clears> I, was, <throat> I was so I had one of those stupid male moments. I went, yeah? She said, oh, "I don't no. really like my car that much. I, I didn't even, I didn't see it coming, oh, Paul. That was the thing." No. Uh, she, she said, "She said, yeah, I don't really like my car that much." And then I was like, "All right, well, I'm officially stonewalled. <laughs> I, I have, I have no play here. There's, but, but here's the thing: the Acadia still had value. Yeah. So she had a bunch yeah. of things she wanted to shop for, and then I'm the guy that went and went. All right, if we're going to look at this, this SUV world." Can we get a cayenne for this? Should we look at that? And of course, thankfully, that's where we went, and we're both very thrilled. We've got actually a long term piece coming up on that, our second long term piece coming up in a couple of weeks. So look for that. But in the case of the Acadia, we, you know, we had we hadn't been out of our car payment all that long, which brings me to my point. If you're a person, my parents were this way, if you're a person that buys a car for cash and doesn't want a car payment, mm-hmm. then it's hard for me to sit here and say to you, well then jump cars. I mean, that's yeah. now a that because my parents would buy a car that was cheap for cash used and drive it until it all but fell apart and they would drive it until the the amount of of cost maintenance cost was now massively over and above what it would be for a small car payment on something equivalently used that they bought 20 years ago if you know what i mean so that was how they bought cars that trained me to keep cars that way i don't agree with that but that's how i was kind of raised my parents are still that way so okay fine If you're a person that doesn't want a car payment, I'm not going to sit here and go, we'll just go get a car payment. Here's the deal, though. Everybody spends money on something. You have your personal hole in your bank account that you throw <laughs> money in. Okay? Some people water ski. I mean, the running joke about owning a boat is it's a hole where you put your put your money. A hole in the water where you put your money. You know, but some people snow ski. Unfortunately, I snow ski and I like cars. But, you know, you can snow ski. You can play golf. What is your thing you, that you throw money at? And if you're a car guy and you're willing or wanting to throw money at a car, everybody has their kind of disposable income that might not make sense to somebody else. If you're a car person, we say bless you. Come welcome. <laughs> we welcome you to the club of insanity. So there is that a question. Disease.
0: My dad Seriously, has always, it is. My dad's always told me that sailing is like standing in a cold shower ripping up $1,000 bills. And I've never experienced <laughs> that, but I've had to say, all right, okay, yeah. He, he's owned airplanes and boats, and so you know this yeah. coming from a guy who knows full well. And I will say, Adam, the joke here is, Whenever somebody says, oh, I got a great deal on this new car, the joke is, well, did you buy the car? Well, then you didn't get a good deal because you bought yeah, exactly. the car. The yeah. end. But You're going to be putting money into it regardless of what it is. It doesn't matter. There's no foolproof answer. And to your point here at the bottom of your email is that I find being a car enthusiast can lead to bad investments that you can yield great happiness. That's almost a T-shirt right there, Adam. I agree. I yeah, love yeah. that because that's the whole reason we're doing this is, no, it's not a financially sound investment. If it were, it would be the Toyota Corolla that the dealership gave Todd while they were working on his mm-hmm. FRS. And Todd Please, dear was God, no. texting yeah. me every day going, ah! Ah!
1: It was Yeah, you're absolutely right. Pretty I'm, funny. I'm going to say one other thing. From a, from a budget consideration, if you're one of these people that, and look, I've been this person. I sometimes am always this person. If you're a person that just, you have a car payment. You've just accepted that car payments are a part of life, and I'm going to spend this many hundred dollars a month toward a car. If you're if you're living in that world, and a lot of people live in that world, that's why a lot of people lease. I mean, sure. half, like half of Los Angeles leases cars. But if you're a person <laughs> yeah. that puts X hundreds of dollars toward a car every month, at that point, I say to you there is no good reason to not keep hopping cars. Mm -hmm. If that's just a line item in your budget, this many hundred dollars, then go two or three years and hop to something else that's approximately the same price. Because they're all depreciating assets, unless you happen to get yourself an air-cooled 911 ten 10 years ago. They're all gonna just keep losing money, so get something you like if you're a car person, and keep that car payment rotating toward a new interesting car, if that's the way your budget works. Obviously, if you wanna pay it off, That goes completely out the window. But I'm just saying, if you're a person that lives that way, why not?
0: Adam, the thought that I want to leave you with here is that I see in your email here, you've got 50,000 miles on the Jetta after eight years of ownership. And that triggers something in me that is the tipping Mm. point. And when you, as a car owner, reach the tipping point, then you know it's time to sell. And the tipping Mm. point here is that car is an 8 8 years of ownership and it's only got 50,000 miles. That means good there's point. still yeah. value left in that car. There's still money. It's not like yeah. Todd you were saying about your parents where there's no more value mm-hmm. left in the car. There's just no yeah. point you might it's as scrap. well donate it and take yep. the tax Agree
1: off. Agreed. Agreed.
0: There's yep. still value in that car, which means Adam you're at the tipping point for that car. You can still get a well, good it... price for it and put it into uh, something decent. new because you've had a good Well, it, it good also of time says to me and now get rid of it.
1: You've enjoyed it? It also says to me, you know what? I hadn't even thought about this until right now. If he's putting that few miles on a car every year, he might be a decent candidate for leasing. Right. Because right. you're probably not going to blow through the upper level of of what I mean. Granted, now you really are, now you really are renting your car. There are those financial people right now that are that are screaming at me, right, and, right. and, and probably freaking out the person next to them on the subway because they're screaming at me while they ride the subway and listen to me on this podcast. And if you did that, <laughs> no I'm clue. waving at you right now. You can't see me waving, but I'm waving at you right now. But here's the thing: you might be a decent candidate for leasing if you're putting that few many mini- few miles on a car every year. Then you aren't going to blow past the mileage thing and get penalties. So maybe you just hmm. you just Get uh, you just take a risk for a couple of years of a lease and just go. I'm gonna just do this just to see what it's like. Do I like this lifestyle? I I don't know. Why not? Hmm. We didn't give Adam too many recommendations about what car to get, but I that wasn't the. But I don't think
0: that's the question. I, you know, I don't think I that's really the question agree. here. Yeah, it wasn't the question. So get something. Get something that lights your candle, flips your lid, and all that stuff. And well, let I mean, us if, know if
1: this is your if this is your thing. You know, because we're car guys. This is our thing. If this is your thing, why not? You know, yep. somebody else, the guy next to you is spending his disposable income on something that you may think is stupid. So do your thing. I, I'm all for it, man. Absolutely. I mean, Go buy a car.
0: That's, that's why I got the Cayman because you and I were talking. I said, well, you know, life is short. I I can do it now. I want to enjoy yeah. it. And I went and did it. And I I don't regret it. I really don't. It was so much fun. Well, and you you're going to get so something else
1: fun. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, and, and I know you're shocked if you're listening to this. You're shocked that we're going to tell somebody to go buy a car. I know that's a revelatory <laughs> moment. But thank you for joining us here on the podcast. If you would like us to deal with your car debate, uh, we do have a pile of emails coming in. But please don't hesitate to send yours in. We're picking them as fast as we can. Yeah. We're getting some great ones in. You can find us at TV at gmail, or on any and all of the random sites of the world, try slash Everyday Driver. That is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Our actual website is EverydayDriver.com. Believe it or not, it has content now and then. So uh, we would welcome you on any and all of the above.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the film is coming, guys. The uh, pilgrimage film from our Germany trip this September. It's coming. Todd is working feverishly, and I do mean feverishly, on this film because – yeah, he's mm-hmm. sending me clips. I'm laughing. I'm reliving everything. We can't wait to share it with you. So that's coming. And uh, we will have, at that point, three films available for Blu-ray on Amazon. More are coming. Yeah. I'm, I've am i reordered some more here, so uh, don't worry about the 9-11 film. There's more coming, more on reorder there. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. And uh, don't forget, rate and review, rate and review. So when you finish this podcast, just think, aha, rate it. Hopefully we entertained you like we talked about. And you guys
1: are. Thank you. So please continue.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Talk to you next week.